Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In one year, we went from making $40,000 a year to the next year making a high six figures, and then after that, make a, a seven figure income. And that was mind blowing to us. Hello and welcome to another episode from Millionaire University. I am sitting in New Zealand and it is gorgeous. We had to drive five hours to our next spot from Wanaka to Christchurch. New Zealand's amazing because it's so green and they have all these beautiful sheep and these beautiful plants. It's kind of overwhelming sometimes at the natural beauty of this place and how well it's cared for and how clean it is. I was thinking, man, this is a dream Jess and I had and we're here. We're living it, we're doing it every single day. And it's not perfect. We're working on different things and the kids are doing school, but it's pretty epic. And obviously I can't help but contribute the opportunity to go on this trip to being entrepreneurs, to have the freedom and the financial flexibility. And so speaking of that, today we're going to do things a little bit differently. My good friend Kirsten Tyrell, who was actually on episode 61, she was sharing all the cool things about how to use quizzes on your website to grow your business. That's a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. She actually interviewed me and we talked all about the trials of pursuing your entrepreneurial dream and finding balance between business and success and individual well-being, having kids, working, and it was a great interview. So we thought we'd share that with you guys today. I hope it's helpful to you and your entrepreneurial journey. So take it away, Kirsten. This is a guest who has been on the show at least three times that I can count for sure. She is one of the most instrumental people in my life that inspired me to start my podcast. We talk about that a little bit on this episode. I'm talking about the fabulous, amazing Tara Williams. She is somebody I'm so honored to call a friend. Very inspiring. Her and her husband have an incredible story. And you can tune into the entire thing and hear more from them on their podcast, Millionaire University. Their podcast is what inspired me to start my podcast. And I have loved following their journey, including right now. I was actually sitting with Tara at the beginning of 2023, early in the year, in her beautiful multi-million dollar mansion in the San Diego area. And we had the most amazing conversation while my kids played in her pool and jumped on all of their trampolines that they had. It was seriously a dream property. And it was so cool to see the fruition of So many years of hard work that I have watched her and her husband do. And we had a conversation about how she was ready to sell everything and travel the world. And you'll hear a little bit more about the conversation we had and about the series of events that has led to where Tara is now actually doing that. She's with her three children and her husband, building up this new brand of Millionaire University, inspiring people all over the world, and actually traveling all over the world at the same time. I love Tara for so many reasons. But one of them is just the energy and the the spirit that she brings to everything that she does. She is so incredibly talented and seems like such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And you'll hear a little bit about where she attributes that wisdom to in this episode. But I just cannot wait to air this. If you are looking for some inspiration and even some good solid strategy when it comes to building up a successful and lucrative business, while still being a human being, while still being a mother, and having that balancing act of figuring out what's good, what's bad, what's okay, what can I do, what am I capable of, this is an episode for you. You are going to absolutely love it. So sit back, take notes, get your favorite beverage, and enjoy this incredible interview with my really good friend, Tara Williams. Hi, Tara. Welcome back to my podcast. This is, you're like, you must be like, uh, I don't know, the highest echelon of amazing because this is, I think, your fourth time <laughs> coming onto my show. But I just can't yes. get enough of you. You're one of my favorite humans. Heck yeah. It's like the Ellen DeGeneres show where she, like, you're Ellen, you know, and 
you bring on the people that you're like, hey, I like these people. So let's just keep chatting. Because I mean, the evolution of a mom or a woman or an entrepreneur is big. And so we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Give ourselves a year and a lot has changed with our kids, with our marriage, where we live, what we're doing with our work. And so there's always something great to talk about. Yeah. And you and I have had some really great conversations over the last, I don't know, like a little bit over a year since we caught up again. We've actually gone through a lot of similar, not even similar in detail experiences, but just the breaking down. I was telling some friends the other day, I'm like, oh, Tara lived close. If she was like in the country right now, she would fit this conversation so well. It was this realization of you've gone through deconstruction and then a rebuilding and it's just heavy and big. And I think we found each other at a time where we both needed to process some of that. And our paths Mm -hmm. like on the outside are very different right now. But I think inside we've been through a lot of the same transitions. And so we can talk a little bit about that today. Let's just start by letting everybody know where you're at <laughs> right. right now and what your life looks like because it's different than when you were on last time. Okay, so I'm currently in Hervey Bay in Australia. When Jess and I got married about 20 years ago, we always had this dream that we would take our kids and travel the world, right? Because it's, it means so many things. Like you're financially stable enough to move around. Your kids are you know, able enough to move around. And your marriage is strong enough to be together 24-7 moving around, right? <laughs> so... It was like there was this childhood dream, but also it meant so many different things. It took us about 20 years to get there because we realized, you know, kids are hard to move around. And then financially to have that situation. And then also to just take that leap of faith. We're traveling for about nine months. We've been, we started in Hawaii and we've been to Bali. I'm now in Australia for a month. We'll go to New Zealand. We'll be in French Polynesia and then we'll go to Europe. It's pretty amazing because we bought our dream house. Like it was just a gorgeous resort. And I was sitting there in my office going, this is awesome. And I'm so grateful for this experience because it was a dream. Like I just always wanted to have like the big house, you know, and have people come over and have all these things. And and it was, Mm -hmm. it was fun, but I sat there in my office in my gorgeous desk room with wood, wood paneled walls that were just beautiful. And I was like, I don't even have enough time to go outside. Like I'm working so hard just to like take care of these couple acres and the big old pool and all these things. And I was like, I worked so hard to get here and now I can't even go outside. Like, what is the point of this? And my heart just like, it wanted something else. And what's crazy is I, for the past 10 years, have had a lot of travel anxiety. I just got sick 10 years ago. And for some reason, that one just kind of stuck. And so I went to Jess and I was like, let's just sell everything. Like if we sold everything and got this you know, off our plates. And we took the money of equity from our house because we had a good amount of equity in there and like put it into investments and different things. We could just work. And we had started a new business as well. And we were like, let's just do it. Let's go for it. And so we did. And so we had this house and we sold it and I had a ton of furniture in it. And I was just giving away these beautiful pieces of furniture and all these different things because I was like, I'm trying to sell it. I don't really care. I just want to be free. I felt so burdened by so many things. And I was just like, Oh, my heart and soul just wanted to be free and wanted to experience the world. And I just wanted to like, I don't know, I feel like I'd been through a lot and I wanted to heal my mind and my heart and my soul and believe in a life that has some freedom to it. And it was more of an internal battle. It just expressed itself outwardly as well. And we just decided to sell everything. And we have like two tiny little storage units that we kept some things in. And everything we have are in our five suitcases and five backpacks. And we just move from place to place after four days. And it's just like constant change, constant new things. It's just a fun adventure. You don't have to do this. Nobody needs to do this to be happy. It's just 
so much is exposed and we learn so much in traveling. So that's where we're at right now. In a nutshell. <laughs> that's amazing. And I remember you, just a small little nutshell. And if you guys want like the full <laughs> recap, Tara, you finally just caught up some social media content and you have this all on your stories, I think, right? It's like a highlight bubble. So if you want to see yeah. even more detail of that whole process of selling the house and getting ready to travel the world, that's all on social media. <laughs> yeah. And I need to catch um, up on that too, but yeah, you'll get there. You're just too busy having an adventure of a lifetime and making the rest of us catch little glimpses here and there from your son's <laughs> Instagram yeah, right. account. I'll take what I can get, but yes. If you could just do do a little better, Tara, just a little better. I, I <laughs> really should all. put more out there, but I'm like, it's hard. I just want to be here and not have that pressure, you know, but I, know. I do, I do want to put stuff out there because it yeah. is amazing what we're experiencing. So I'm on I it. I get it. I do. So I loved to, something I just wanted to bring up to people because you said this isn't the only way to be happy. And the ironic thing is you told me when we've been talking before you even left that this is actually going to be more of a challenge outside of your comfort zone than necessarily a reward or a reprieve from like being really successful in business. This isn't the end of a long journey. This is the beginning of a new one. And this is part of your healing journey and part of challenging yourself. So for so many people, they would look at this as like, oh, it's a dream vacation and you're just having so much fun. You are, but it's also been kind of you knowing yourself and knowing what you need to level up and Mm -hmm. what is going to help you grow and help you expand And I love hearing that. And it sounds like even some of the experiences that you're having with your family, because when you are in close quarters, you mentioned it with your husband, you have to be able to be with him 24-7. That has taken preparation time. But even now, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's it's not for the faint of heart to be outside of the comfort zone of a home, of your time zone. I mean, you were just telling me before we started, you've gone down the coast of Australia and you're changing time zones, you're changing scenery, everything like in a matter of a few days at a time. So yeah. what has that looked like so far with you being able to grow? Like, have you felt yourself kind of expand from who you started day one of the trip to now? And why do you think that is? Like what's contributed to that? Definitely. It's like, it's almost like this trip to me equals um, a freedom of some things that limit that I limited myself on. And for some reason, travel was just a thing that was like, I craved it, but at the same time, it really scared me. And I think it was because there were just some things in me that some traumas that I you know, finally faced three years ago that for some reason travel just brought them out. And I would be traveling. It was like I, don't, I wasn't in control because I wasn't necessarily in control of my environment and what's around me and what's happening. And it's almost like that stimulus was too strong. And then after a while, a few days of traveling, I'd be like, oh, this is poking my stuff. <laughs> like, I got to go home. I need to go home, be in my comfort zone. And a few years ago, we went to Iceland for 10 days. And it was cool, but it poked my the stuff in there. And at the end of the trip, you know, it's during COVID, like when we were barely coming out of it and they had to test you. We all got COVID on this trip. Luckily we were in Iceland and we were there long enough to like get it out of our system. And I was so scared because if you don't pass the test, go back. So luckily we got it like on the very first day we got to Iceland and there's no one there. So it worked out well, but we had to go take these tests you know, the no swab. And I was like, there's no way, like, we're going to get stuck here another 10 days. And emotionally, I just can't deal. Like, I can't deal. I got to go home. I didn't feel good. And so we passed the test, thank heavens. And I went home. And that was my last big trip before this, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be gone for like nine months. I was struggling after, you know, 10 days there. And so 
when we were taking this big leap of faith, I was like, can I even do this? Like, what's going to happen? But it's like, there was something in there that was like, you set yourself free of this because it doesn't just mean travel. It means just freedom generally. And I had done a lot of work on myself. And so when we set out and got to Hawaii, it's like, I would kind of poke myself a little bit, but I'd done so much work on myself. Like I knew anything that came up with me, it was, it was me, you know? And so I've definitely hit some spots like on the road, on the trip from Hawaii to Bali, there was an 18 hour flight and there was a guy next to me and he was watching this true crime story. And I never, I never liked those. And it just kind of poked some like remnants of some things for me. And I felt so uncomfortable that whole day. And it's just like, it just burnt out some of this remaining anxiety in me of like, let's go, you can do this, be free. And so there've been a couple of moments where I'm like, okay, that's pretty uncomfortable, but I just want it out. I want to be free. And so it's been amazing because I'm here. It's been about two months and I love it. I feel alive because I, I'm doing something outside my comfort zone. And I was talking about this actually in, the, in our podcast at this last one where there's this place we live in as humans where it's like you have your comfort zone and then you step outside of that. And we feel really alive at that point because there's also a death at risk. Like me traveling equals I could either just die in this thing and just feel crappy and just like totally fail and be like, I've told everyone I'm going on this trip. I'm not doing well. I have to tell my kids, sorry, we got to go home. They're doing homeschool. Like I could totally be the the one who just breaks this whole thing down. And that was a very real possibility. And Justin saw that in Iceland and he was like, yeah, you're cracking. I'm like, I'm cracking. <laughs> Mom is not doing good. And so it's like, <laughs> like I, you know, we're going to do this. And there's been these little moments where these little cracks will come, but it's like, I took that leap of faith and I stepped out, but I also feel like I have tools enough now to see myself and work things through and not get overworked where I'm just like, oh, okay, there's something working out. This is great. Like, yes, work what out. Work out your fears. Work out your insecurities, your anxieties. And it's so amazing because I'm living outside that comfort zone. And it's, but now my comfort zone is expanding to where now I'm living in it. And I like travel is now Tara's thing again. Like Tara has that in her. She can, she's free to now go about the world. I'm not stuck in my home in this place that was only safe for me. Like the world is now safe. I'm opening up the world in these last couple of months. And it's crazy because there is that chance of death, but some, something about being in that space where it's like, there's a risk and you could really just, something could die. It makes you feel very alive because you're always assessing like, oh, I'm alive. I'm doing this. Like I'm okay. And it's kind of an amazing space to be because you're setting yourself free while experiencing the world and seeing how people function and what's the money like and, you know, what's time of day is it and what does the sun look like here? What's the nature like? What do the people do? How do they talk? How do they communicate? How do I communicate? How do I keep my family's stuff all together? How do I make sure I don't lose my children, which I've almost lost like two? And <laughs> so it's a lot to process, but at the same time, it's like I'm, al I'm alive, you know? So it's, it's yeah. a ride. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So it sounds to me even like to break that down into kind of a concept that it stands out to me is like you're living very consciously now. And I think it can be very easy when you're in day-to-day -day life. And this is why I think you even say you don't have to leave. You don't have to sell everything and travel to do this. But it was like the most yeah. kind of extreme way to move into that mindset of being conscious, thinking, being aware, like living, fully being present. You have no choice when you're not in your comfort zone to be completely conscious and aware. And I noticed that like you kind of, 
I, I cooked dinner last night for one of my kids had a birthday and I made two dinners and it was just very intuitive. I felt like total chef in the kitchen. I was so proud of myself. And I was thinking Hello. like, I can only do this because I now have skills that make it possible to be an autopilot somewhat. Mm-hmm. But then how often do we not let ourselves even like go through the discomfort of having to learn something for the first time so that it can eventually become autopilot, which is kind of two different concepts in one. But I just love the thought of, and I think this is why I love travel, but it's also very exhausting is because you're on, you're fully like aware nonstop. Mm-hmm. You're not in mm-hmm. your, I want to call it a rut because in some ways it really is, but you're not in a pattern of just subconscious living or unconscious living, I guess I should say. You're actually really very, very conscious and you're very present. And it's very mm-hmm. easy to not be present when you become accustomed to your life, when you just fall into that, like literally kind of an asleep pattern where you're not even thinking about what you're doing day to day. There's really no goals. Sometimes along with that, you just kind of go into this mode and I call it a fog. I've noticed there's a lot of different types of fogs that people can be in. And then when you snap out of it, you look back, you're like, wow, that really in the moment made so much sense. And I thought I was living this way or I thought I was doing it for this purpose and it just felt so right. But then you step out of it and it it takes for me, I love travel because it snaps me out of it, gives my brain a break from the normalcy of my life and helps me see with fresh eyes. So Mm -hmm. no matter what, you're going to come back to not even the same life you left behind, but you'll you are literally changing as a human being at such a cellular level because mm-hmm. you're living so presently and you're capturing so much. Like it's so fascinating to think of how much more your senses are probably heightened and how much you're feeling things. So mm-hmm. is that, I mean, I know you said like it's poking some things, but are you getting almost used to being uncomfortable? Like, is that becoming the new norm to just being like, well, I can't predict tomorrow <laughs> and that's exciting. Yeah. And I guess that's my life now. Totally. It's, and it, it's only been a couple of days where I'm like, okay, this is a little uncomfortable, but it's like, I always, there was something in me that was like, yep, this is what you want. That the whole goal is to come and like set this stuff free. But I've mostly been quite comfortable, quite content. And I enjoy, I crave the adventure right now, which for me is a lot because, you know, we all do things for a different reason. We all set up our kind of defense mechanism, mechanisms, our ways of functioning, the things we like, the things we don't like, the preferences that we have. Man, as human beings, we can have some really strong preferences. And I find myself going like, I don't have some of those options. I don't have some of those preferences. I literally am in a new kitchen. You know, you're talking about cooking like every four days and, or every three days. And we're all just like, where's the toaster? Is there a to- I don't even know if there's a toaster. Like there was a washer and dryer here and I'm like, oh, there's no dryer. So I'm, I'm, I'm hanging my clothes. Never done that in my life. Like, okay, let's do this. And so I love change because it, it really exposes a lot of your weaknesses and it really kind of shows you who you are. And then it gives you an opportunity to kind of go like, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to handle this. And like we went from having a home that's large and kids had their bedrooms and they were spread out to where now we're like in these, you know, two, three, three bedroom little houses moving all around and we poke each other's stuff all the time. And so it's a pretty incredible way to live because you're, it's right. You never get to go on autopilot because you're always figuring something out. You're always trying to figure out like, what do people do here? What's mm-hmm. fun? What kind of food do they like? And we went to a couple of restaurants last night trying to find some food on these electric scooters. And we went to a restaurant and we walked in. It was this cute restaurant. There was only, there were only two people sitting down, all these empty tables and we're like, hey, you know, we're here. We'd like to get a table. And we were kind of joking around. And we're like, you guys have room? And she's like, oh, sorry, we can't. Uh, we don't have room for you guys. Like, do you have a reservation? And we looked around and we're like, there's like 
30 tables empty. And we're like, no, you know, we don't have a reservation. Like, I don't think we need one. She's like, sorry, we can't take you because it's just such a small town and they aren't staffed and they don't have the food for it. And it's like, now we know here, we should probably call ahead. Otherwise, we're not going to get dinner. And so there's all these little things about life that I love. Like, how does this part of the world do life? You know, how does this part of the world think and feel? And every place has its own unique things that what I love about it is it's like, Everywhere we go, there's something I love and I could do forever. And everywhere we go, there's something I'm like, I don't, I'm glad I don't have to do that forever. Like, I don't want to, you know, have this in my life. I don't want But everywhere I've never lived, when I go home, I'm going to have the same thing. I love this about San Diego, but also this is kind of hard. And it's like, you would think you'd go travel and be like, oh, you know, I, this place is better and this people, these people are doing it better. And it's like, no, we're all doing life. Like, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And you get, a choice to go. There's always something good and something like difficult. And I, I love seeing that because it kind of sets you free in your own home. Because sometimes mm-hmm. when we're in our homes, we're like, oh, if I just could move or I could just do this, like I'd, I'd be happy. It's like, there's always something beautiful and something challenging no matter where you go. And I feel like I love seeing that because it sets you free to enjoy where you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why you said it's not, it's not like this is just the this is going to fix everything. We're just leaving to run away from our problems. Because if you do it, that mindset, then you'll find you don't have to even go very far. You don't have to even drive a few cities over to realize your problems follow you. And we realized that when we were living in Tennessee and we were like, Oh, you know, there's some things lining up. We should probably move back to Utah. And one of the things that helped me not make it such an emotional decision was I was, I said to Ben, I'm like, we're kind of the same people, no matter what our zip code is, we're kind of boring. And like, we are homebodies. And so we can be homebodies in Tennessee or we can be homebodies in Utah. It doesn't change a lot. I mean, yes, there's some things we give up like the amazing live music and, and the culture and some of the people. But at the end of the day, it's like, are you comfortable with who you are? Are you comfortable in your own Mm -hmm. mind, in your own family situation with the people you surrounded yourself with? Because if not, it doesn't matter where you go. Those problems will like chase you or the the centeredness, the connectedness that you have is also going to come with you. So you can be happy at home or you can be happy abroad, but it, it yep. can't be dependent on where you are. It has to come from within. You have to have that like awareness of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you and I talking in the backyard and we just kind of had a moment where you were like, travel is hard. You know this, right, Tara? Because you've done a lot of traveling, you know? And I was like, I do actually yeah. struggle with this. <laughs> And I was like, this is me. It kind of sounds like I'm running away, but honestly, this is me facing myself because it's honestly one of my biggest weaknesses right now. And so it really is, uh, you know, I used to grow up and think, I was so opinionated, and I'm, not that I'm not anymore. I'm sure Jess would be like, she's still opinionated. But I was like, this is the right way to do life. These are the people I'm comfortable with. This is like what life should be like. This is good. This is bad. I was always like this, like, that's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. And for me to like, and I always tried to be in control because I just wasn't comfortable inside and uncomfortable a lot. And so I was always trying to control my environment. Environments have been huge for me because my inner environment wasn't comfortable. So the outside obviously was, you know, sensitive. And so I was like, this is like, if Tara can do this and she's free inside as well. And I'd been doing a lot of, you know, work at home and different things, but this was kind of like the test of where is Tara? Can she go be out in the world with people in different environments and, and different countries and be in a situation she can't control. You know, I try to be smart and try to do the right things, but it's like, 
this world is huge and it's out of my control and I'm going to go check it out with my family while running a business. Like, let's do this. So (laughs) I'm still alive and I'm happy. You haven't broken down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're doing it. It's it's working so far. So good, right? Totally. Like I could go home now and be like, yep, I can totally travel. I'm good. That part of me is free and that's huge. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that because I know that was, that was a fear and a trepidation. So mm-hmm. I'm glad it's all going well so far and it's fun to follow it even from afar. And so you mentioned like doing this while starting a business, you obviously, you guys are in a situation financially where you're able to do this. You're able to travel all over the world for nine months up and leave. And that's something that obviously people know takes money. You've been on the show. You've been um, a really huge example to me for years and years. And I actually love my life has kind of come full circle and it's been about eight years and eight is like the cycle of it's, it's a new beginning, but it's also a completion, right? I think that's just going to be significance of eight is like yep. fresh starts and things like that. And the timing is kind of cool because when I first started and you know, this podcast, everything that I've done, it was after meeting you and Justin taking your podcast cover art photos and being exposed yeah. to the world of podcasting. And that set my ball in motion. You guys had Eight Minute Millionaire at that time. And now you guys are picking up. It's a new podcast. You you air those episodes also still on Eight Minute Millionaire. So if anybody listening mm-hmm. has found them through Tara being on the show before, like you can, you've probably already noticed that there's new episodes, but more so focusing on kind of the same concepts, but a little bit more directed for Millionaire University. So talk a little bit about, I mean, it's such a big story to tell your whole entire thing, but I know you guys have worked really hard. You've had several successful businesses to where you have that flexibility now, but kind of maybe give us a little bit of insight onto what you guys are working on and what the purpose is behind picking up and doing another business when you really, at the end of the day, don't have to, right? Like you guys yeah. are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is optional. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah. Well, being an entrepreneur is an amazing thing because it's hard. I mean, let's just be honest. It's hard. Like it, because you yeah. are always out of your comfort zone. Talk about, you know, pushing yourself. And but at the same time, it's like it's an easier way to do life because I now have this option. So sometimes I feel like, man, I work so hard. And then sometimes I'm like, man, I feel so guilty. My life is so much better than everybody else's. It's a, it's a funny thing. <laughs> but Justin and I got married and he just has that entrepreneur spirit. I was much more conservative. Like um, I liked to know what's happening and I'm more structured. And, and so we got married and he had these ideas and I was like, let's make a million dollars in our first summer. And I was like, okay, you know, let's do this. And it was really hard. And we got in a bunch of debt and we had to move out. And, but we pulled ourselves out of that debt. We worked really hard, got that business going, but we were always interested in real estate. And so we started to do real estate and, we're, you know, learning all kinds of different things there. And that was hard. It was a new business and it took us some time to make some money. And then we finally started to, you know, flip houses, buy it, fix it up, sell it for a profit. And it took us like seven months to make any money in that business. And then we got to where, you know, it was so scary to flip that first house. And in one year we went from making like $40,000 a year to the next year making like a high six figures. And then after that, making like a a seven-figure income. And that was mind-blowing to us. And it took us time. It took us some years. And it took us a lot of learning, a lot of school of hard knocks. That We live in such an amazing time where it's like there's so much amazing information out there. 
the hardest part is to, you know, just go for it and do the work and face yourself and, and learn the things to have that business. And so we had that business and it got it streamlined. We were flipping like a hundred houses a year. And we had that pretty streamlined where we didn't see any of the houses. We weren't looking at them. We actually got a little bit bored, kind of retired, kind of a semi-retirement. And after we got... That's about the time I met you, right? Yep, Justin that's like, about the time we and met. And no, I'm bored surfing, so let's start something totally. new. <laughs> he was totally bored and he just has energy and entrepreneurial spirit. So it was like, he just needs to stay busy doing cool things. And so we were like... You know, he's like, I'm going to learn about the online world. So we started to learn about podcasting and took this course. And uh, John Lee Dumas is like, Justin was one of their first students. He asked Justin, you know, what, what podcast are you going to start? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to start a podcast. And then John was like, well, why are you taking this course? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And so Justin was like, well, I know a lot about flipping houses. I'm going to start a podcast there. So we started that podcast and we started to uh, grow that and started to teach, do events, had courses and I've um, had some really cool events and groups in there. We had seven-figure flipping and did that for a while. And then we also ended up selling that to one of our students, one of our coaches that everybody knew and absolutely loved. And he bought that. And then we retired for a while, a few years. And after that, kind of did some investments, kind of partnered in some other companies. Um, and then not too long ago, after we'd, you know, kind of our second retirement started to have that problem again where we got a little bit bored and our oldest is going to graduate high school. And, you know, we're like, do we send him to college? College is wonderful. And it's wonderful for people who kind of need that help and that boost. But entrepreneurs a lot of times don't fit in that college mode. Mold, it just doesn't work. They get, they get a little stir crazy. They're kind of like, why am I learning this? I don't want to learn about rocks. I want to learn how to make money and I want to, I want a little more freedom. And so we'd already kind of ruined our kids with college because we were just like, it's just unnecessary. <laughs> you should just start a business. Like, you'll have so much more freedom. <laughs> and so we kind of ruined them that way. But then at the same time, we were like, gosh, you know, it's not easy to start a business. You have to be a brave soul to put yourself out there, not make any money for a while, go into the unknown, because business is not linear. It's exponential. Like in school, it's like first grade, mm -hmm. second grade, you know, college, job, career. Someone's telling you what to do. An entrepreneur is like, get out there, build something. And for a while, get absolutely nothing. Like, not only nothing, but sometimes, you know, people are like, what are you doing? And this is crazy. And then your finances are catching up to it. And you're just like, ah. But then if you can keep going, figure some things out, it becomes exponential where finally you start to see that upswing. You know, they call it that, the hockey, hockey stick. And then it's exponential. It just grows rapidly. But sometimes it takes years to really see that, you know, two, three years before you really start to see like, oh, we got something special. It's manifesting, it's mm -hmm. showing. And then it's giving me freedom. And so with Millionaire University, we kept complaining like, gosh, there's nowhere to send our kids where I feel like they're going to be taken care of and they're going to be taught what they need to learn. And then also not waste a bunch of time and money. Like I don't want my kids to go to school for four years, come out with a ton of debt, and then finally learn how to make money unless they really want to do it, unless it's like a career or something they're really interested in, I love it, go for it. And sometimes I'm like, you guys need to go to college because you're not even working hard. But <laughs> so finally we were like, this doesn't even exist. Why don't we create it? Why don't we create what we wanted when we started a business? Something where there's some structure, some guidance, some, but also some leeway to do like what you want. What are you good at? What skills do you have? What do you want to do? What is the lifestyle you want to create? And so we kind of married those two of like the structure of college, but the freedom to make it what you want and start making money right away as opposed to getting out of college with a ton of debt and you still have no idea how to start a business. 
And so that's what Millionaire University is. It's, yeah. We started it in February. We're starting with education. We have plans to you know, be able to teach and share all kinds of different things that really help people to take care of their financial needs so that they can have the freedom and just some options, more options. You know, nobody has mm-hmm. full control of what happens in life. Nobody can tell you the end from the beginning. But what I love about entrepreneurship is it just gives you more options. Like if there's more money in the bank, you have some different options. You know, if there's more time and flexibility yeah. where I'm like, I can now travel the world, it's just a different option. And I, I like having options and I like having the financial means to support it if possible. And so, yeah, that's why we're fans. <laughs> well, I'm a super fan. It was, I don't think I've told you this and you should tell Justin this, but there was, um, so I homeschool the kids and mm-hmm. have, this is the fifth year of doing that. And I'm, it, ta- it took me that many years to come into my own and just say like, I don't need to just regurgitate what I learned in school. Cause that clearly didn't really get me very far. And I'm not going to do a whole episode like shaming the public school system because it works for a lot of people. It's just a, it's yep. kind of how society works. But I kind of took some time to look at, well, what do I really, what are my skills? What am I passionate about? I didn't even know I was an entrepreneur until I discovered you guys started listening to your show. I had been an entrepreneur, but I had always thought entrepreneurs are just people who can't hold jobs. Like they're just, <laughs> you know, they're just hard to employ. And ironically, I am like, I really do hate having jobs. I hate working for other people. So I've always at my core been an entrepreneur. But once I have dived into that and I've had success and it's just, it's so much a part of who I am and it's something I love and it's so fun for me. It's just such a game and Mm -hmm. I've done so much growth because of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so why would I not be teaching that to my kids? That's so much of what I'm excited about. And what you're excited about is so much easier to teach and and they catch that flame so much better than if I'm just like, hey, now it's time to read about algebra, you know, or it's time mm-hmm. to read about things that I'm not even interested in. And so that ownership of like who I am is who I'm meant to pass to my children. And then I was wondering, like, if I were to break this into a curriculum, like what would it look like? And I think the very next day, you guys aired an episode where Justin was saying, if I were to teach everything, here's what my classes would be. And he broke it literally down into class mm-hmm. periods. And I was like, well, thank you so much for that because I was seriously going to go do the research and figure out how do I break it down. And I'm excited for the future of what that looks like. And I know you guys right now are in the early stages where it's just building that brand awareness and that uh, just the fundamental information. You guys are giving away so much information for free, so much of what people charge a lot of money for. And even the coaching calls that you guys get on are so valuable. And I I find myself like agreeing and being like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I... I have the moments of whether it's your episodes that are a lot more like heart centered and just real and raw or Justin's like, let's do this. Like stop being dumb. Essentially. <laughs> it's such an awesome blend, <laughs> you know, right. You guys have both sides of the pendulum uh-huh. and, oh, totally. and I need both of them at different times, different days. And it always seems to hit when I need it. So I love that when I met you guys, you were doing millionaire, um, aiming a millionaire. And it was just kind of this, Oh, we could do this. Like we've made a million dollars. We can teach other people. And now it feels a lot more structured and like has a purpose and an intention. And it has, I don't know, I I can see it. I can see the vision and I'm really excited for that because it is needed. It's necessary. I would love a space like that, even if it was a physical space one day, which I know is a potential to -hmm. send my kids to because I'm right there with you when you're an entrepreneur. That's partly why I homeschool. If I don't Mm -hmm. believe in going and just punching the time clock, then why am I doing that to my kids? Why am I making Mm -hmm. them go punch a time clock just to check the boxes? So I love it. I think the mission of what you guys are doing is really important. And you're living 
proof of the potential of what that can create for families, for individuals, because we, again, we go to sleep, right? In societal norms, we just become so unconscious and we just go through life and we're like, oh, I guess this is just how it is. This is as good as it's going to get. Or, And you guys were the first ones to open my eyes because I had this, this narrative, this story of, well, you have to go to law school. You have to be a doctor. You have to do X, Y, Z to be successful, to have I would watch walk the beach trail in San Clemente and be like, who are these people? They are not doctors. They are not doing surgery. <laughs> They're in the middle of the afternoon running down the beach trail, you know? And you guys opened that door for me to realize, oh, there's other options out there. And that, you know, as we know, like has taken me down a whole different path. And so I think being able to facilitate and give people tools to where they can open those doors, go down on, you know, non-conventional paths, it's becoming a lot more streamlined than it ever was before when you and I first jumped into this world of the online space. Thankfully, there's a lot more people jumping in, but we also need people who've come before that are going to authentically and honestly share just the fundamentals, the basics, and then also those bigger building blocks. So I, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to in any way, like be a part of it and contribute and just listen, consume, like it's beneficial to me, even as this many years into entrepreneurship, but it's also something like I'm excited to see the trajectory where it goes. So I think it's I'm excited that you guys are doing that in tandem with your traveling and not just waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's so needed. <laughs> yeah, it's tempting sometimes to be like, you know, let's just travel or not. But there's just something inside that, you know, I don't know. Like I just recently did a podcast about decisions and making decisions. Like I think making decisions is one of the biggest things humans take for granted is our ability to make a decision. Yeah. And my brother brought this to my attention, you know, a few months ago. So it's just kind of been on my mind of like, gosh, a lot of times we think we're in this situation. We don't have choices, but we make choices every single day. And some of the choices don't totally matter, but some really do. And a lot of times we make choices that pull away from how we want to show up, what we want to do, what we want to create. And while our journey has not been perfect and while I've made a million mistakes, I love that we keep making decisions that keep pushing us, that keep going Mm -hmm. like, this is possible. Like, what if we did this? What if we tried this? And we've tried a lot of things that have. We've just shut down or not done anymore because we're like, okay, this isn't, I can't continuously do this. This is what matters to me. These are my non-negotiables. And then there are things where it's like, this is hitting my boundaries of what I can do, but I'm just going to push outside of it. I'm going to go for it. And what I love about being an entrepreneur is like you just you're always at that wall. You're always hitting that wall of what can I do, what's possible, because you're the one leading the charge. You're the one taking mm-hmm. your financial destiny and going, This is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna create. And it's interesting because I kind of think about our entrepreneurial journey. It's like when I was a young, you know, twenty five year old mother with a brand new baby, my goals were to make a lot of money because I thought at that point I would finally not be stressed. And I would be enough. And there was something magical about these people who had money. As I would, you know, go running by their houses and see their big, you know, beautiful mansions. And I'd be like, they're living a better life than me. They've got something I don't have. <laughs> and once I get there, mm-hmm. I'm finally be good, right? And I love that we went for that and got it and realized like, oh, that's really not the thing. And so it's an interesting thing to start a business and have these goals and to get there and then realize, like, I love these goals that we've achieved because it's every single time it's forced me to go inside and go, dang it, some outside thing isn't going to fix me. 
But I also love that the business has caused us to, you know, create some financial stability to make me push outside myself to talk and say and do things, have the hard conversations, to have boundaries, to hold your company to a high standard, to create something, to hire people, to support families, you know, to support the economy. And so Jess and I were talking yesterday, like, do you think people go through as much stuff as you and I go through? Because, you know, we've been together 24-7, so we were kind of talking about, like, if he was annoying me or not. (laughs) And I was like, how do I answer that? Like, yes, but also I love you. (laughs) So it's, it's so funny because we've been through so many things and we were saying, you know, at the end of our life, like if I were to die today, I would look back at my life and be like, man, like I really lived. And not saying like I did all these awesome things, like I bombed some big, big time situations. And then I really just went for some things. And so I used to more look at the outside things, like everything about me is awesome because of all these outside things. And now I'm going, I'm so glad I have those outside things to support my internal journey, which is like, how do I be good with myself? You know, how do I be good with the life I'm living? Like what limits me and how do I push outside that? And having a business has supported that because it takes financial support a lot of times to take the time and energy at points to just go, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to shake things up. Like if I had a job where I just stay there, I wouldn't be able to leave and shake things up in a way. And so being an entrepreneur allows you to shake things up all the time. And I like that. For better, for worse. (laughs) For better, for worse. Exactly. (laughs) Amen. Uh, yeah. Well, and I don't know if we want to talk about this over on your podcast because we're going to do, or you'll be able to listen to us continue talking or talk about something a little bit different over on Millionaire University. But I think that is something that I'm very careful to not, not love down on people, not say like, oh yeah, right. I know I have a friend who is, hasn't hit like those huge numbers before. You know, most people, mm-hmm. I want to say most people really don't. You know, a lot of people think it would be amazing to have the house, have the things. I'm like you where I've had the mansion. I've had the $100,000 car. I still have the nice car, right? But like I had to, you, everybody gets to a point where you either take that to the extreme and you keep like hungering and wanting more and more and more of it to fill you up where you just stand there and you say, okay, well, this was wonderful. This was the fulfillment. I can sit in gratitude for this but it's not where the joy comes from. It's not actually going to solve my problems. And I was laughing when you were saying, I won't have like, they probably don't feel stressed. I won't feel stressed when I have the big house. And you're like, oh, it's actually not true. And you don't want to destroy that because you do need to have goals. And I actually would love to hear your take on this um, because I know that we have both grappled with this in our own way. How do you care anymore when you're no longer setting a goal for temporal financial things, but you know that it's kind of how the world works? But yet you didn't find joy and fulfillment in it. It did open some doors and it does make life more comfortable and it creates opportunities. But what do you do when I have the million dollar goal, I hit the goal, and then what? It didn't bring me joy. It actually brought me a lot of heartache. You know, mm-hmm. it, it led to a lot of really negative experiences, not the money itself, but all of the things that were wrapped up within that experience. So I've had to kind of reconstruct what it means to have dreams and have visions. And I know so many people are still striving for that first million dollars. So what do you say to others who haven't even hit that yet? And then how did you even like reframe your goals yourself to where it wasn't the money that's bringing you the fulfillment, but it's still kind of part of the game. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. It makes sense. And I think about it a lot because money does affect a lot of things. You know, it takes, it takes money to live, it takes money to function, it takes money to do different things. And so 
it's an interesting thing because if someone had a goal to make like a, a million dollars, I'd be like, good for you. Like, do it. Go with it with like full out. Just go for it, you know? But support, you know, balance out the things that really matter to you. Because yeah. what I love about someone going for a goal like that is they're going to go on such a journey inside themselves. And they're going to, I know they're going to get to the point where they have that money and they're going to be so grateful that they have it because there are, you know, options and it's, it's hard to do and it's, it's a blessing for sure. But they're mostly going to be like, whoa, I learned the craziest things and I, I did this. And they'll be so proud of themselves. Like they'll be so proud they took the risk and they went for it. And then that they kept every single day, like doing something that was outside of, of who they were. And they like, they've grown a ton. Like if you were to take mm-hmm. someone and it, you know, it's not, growth is not tied to your financial status. No way. Right. But I will tell you, someone who had a goal to make a million dollars and is starting at, they have a hundred dollars in the bank account and they now have a million. I guarantee you that person who has a million dollars in their bank account has a lifetime of really cool stories and experience and knowledge and wisdom because they went for something. But that can be for anybody, you know, someone who didn't have any kids and now they have like five kids. I guarantee they've got all this knowledge and experience or someone who was like, I want to, you know, lose 100 pounds. And it's like they're not necessarily better, but they're more fulfilled. They're more just like I went for something and I learned so much in it. Mm. And it's cool. I'm here. It's cool. I got this. Like it is what it is. You know, it's not good or bad. It just is. And these are my options now. And so I like you know, if you're healthy, you may have more options. You know, if you're have more money in the bank account, you may have more options. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be happy. You just have different things to pull from that maybe you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think about this trip with these kids, like there's so many things that are physically demanding about traveling that we do, like all the boating yeah. and circling and the hiking and, you know, just riding scooters for an hour and a half and all these different things. And I'm like, I'm so grateful as a 14-year-old girl that I gave myself an option now as a 43-year-old woman to be in enough shape to actually keep up with my teenagers right now. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean I'm better or worse. It just means I have more options and I like those options because it's the way I want to live. And so when yeah. someone's going, should I make money? Should I do this? Yeah, you should if that's what you want. If you don't want it, don't do it. You know, if you're not willing to put in the time and effort and the work and you're not interested, don't do it. But if you're pulled to some financial freedom, go for it. But one thing we've been really intentional with, like with the Millionaire University, is it's a journey and it it won't fill your voids in the way you think. It'll fill your bank account. You'll feel fulfilled. You'll feel knowledge, growth, and wisdom. But the part of you that's like good with you and feels happy and content, that's an inside job. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, that paycheck, the, the bank account, it won't necessarily fill that. But what it will do is when you get to those goals that think that you'll finally fill that void and it doesn't, if you're willing, it'll force you inside. And so I wonder all the time, like, if I hadn't made those financial goals or gotten the things I wanted to get that I thought would fix me, like, would I ever know that that it was me all along that was struggling? Because I always could have been like, well, I just need more money. If I had more money in this house, I'd be fine. Like, oh, if I had more of this, if I had this, then I'd be happy. But it's like, I got them. Those were the hardest times in my life sometimes where I'm like, I have everything I want and I don't feel great. And then I'd have yeah. to like go back and go like, what's, what's going on? And it allowed me to bring things up that needed to be brought up that my mind had put in a cave years and years ago 
or fears, insecurities that I had. And it's interesting doing this new podcast because I find myself being less tied to it, you know, egotistically. <laughs> like I always had a big ego. Mm -hmm. I still have a big ego, I'm sure. Maybe you have to have a big ego to be <laughs> an entrepreneur to be like, I can actually do this thing, right? But I find myself putting yeah. podcasts out and not being like, oh, is everybody okay? That What are they going to say? I'm more just like, this is me. This is what I got right now. It's far from perfect. Yep. I don't know everything. Yep. I said that wrong. Yep. I did that wrong. Yep. I don't know all this, but this is me and this is what I got. And I hope it helps. If not, that's okay. Because I don't need it for Tara. You know, I want to yeah. do good. I want to put good out to the world, but I just need me to be good with me. And so it's really cool to start these different businesses and go, okay, we have a little more knowledge here. We're a little more comfortable in our own skin here. We're a little you know, smarter financially. We have more resources. We have more assets. So it's just, it's kind of like you reinvent yourself in these different businesses and then you stick with it long enough to create something that helps other people and also, you know, provides a good living for your family. Like it's pretty, pretty epic way to do life. Yeah. So yes, um, in a I would long agree. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the right answer. And I I love the framing of that answer because it actually gives me some perspective as I help other women on this show and in other places as I'm encouraging and and coaching is to understand that it's not because I think that there's a part of me that felt like, oh, I need to preserve them, right? From like getting to it and realizing that it's not going to be quite what they think. But everybody has to do that journey. So I am careful to not like impose my own experiences because they could even get to the finish line and have a very different emotion based on where they're at. Yep. But I think you just gave me the permission to remember that all of that is a gift, not just the end result, not just the journey either, but just all of that understanding of at least then it's kind of like removing the excuses, right? You're like, oh, if I only had money, if I only had, if I was only thin, then I'd be happy. So if you get there, then you can at least say, oh, wow, maybe that's not what it is. But along the way, at least I did become stronger and now I'm more self-aware and I can start to understand things and grasp them in a different way. So I think you explained that so beautifully and it just, it gave me this like light, lightness to say, yeah, like it's, it's none of it is bad. Right. And we can't label it good or bad. Yep. You've said that at the beginning of the episode, even it's just, it just, what is, and all mm -hmm. of it's part of the journey, all of it's part of growth. And all of that can be so beneficial for us to grow as human beings and everybody's story is going to look different and we're going to come to those conclusions in our own time. And there's yep. so many beautiful things to be experienced along the way. So I think that's a great summary and a great, a great answer to that question because it, it was kind of a big one. Like, how do I, <laughs> how do we work through this? How do I help people? How do I like preserve them? Right? But I can't because we can't, nobody can learn our lessons for us as much as we would like them to. <laughs> totally. I like to look at them as assets, like having we have financial assets, you know, we have emotional assets, we have physical assets, like my body and ability for it to move about this world is an asset. And how do I want to use it? Mm -hmm. And so I look at it more as like a stewardship, stewardship and a responsibility as opposed to like, because I always used to be like, is it good to have money? Am I bad if I want money? Like, is it bad mm -hmm. that I want to look nice? Is it is it bad that I want to do all these things? Because that's just for some reason, that was the context I used to motivate myself in. And now I'm like, yeah, I want to be someone who can handle an asset that's given to me in this beautiful world and use it. You know, I don't want to be someone who's like afraid of money because I, I just don't think that's what God created me to be. It's like, don't touch yeah. money. You can't handle it, Tara. It's like, no, use it. It's an asset. Can you deal with it? What are you going to do with it? You know, oh, you have a body. Are you going to think you're better than yeah. others? You're going to think you're worse. You're going to beat yourself up. You're going to like yourself. You know, I'm working on that one, but 
It's like, what am I doing with that asset? <laughs> and you know, how do I handle it? What do I, what do I do with it? And where it's not necessarily like I'm good or bad, it's just more, it's an asset. What do I want to do with it? What options do I want? How do I like to live life? Does it do good for other people? Is it working for me? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good perspective. You're amazing. And I would love to have you on like 10 more times before we, you know, the end of the podcasting world, if that ever comes to pass, which I hope <laughs> it's right. Because we both, we both love it. This is such a space. I'm so grateful you guys introduced me to because it's honestly been like such a home base and it's been such a beautiful place for me to express and bring amazing people like yourself on here. And I just, I, I don't think I finished my thought because I have ADHD and I tend to do that. I go back and edit sometimes and I'm like, <laughs> so mid sentence, I started a whole other tangent and then five minutes later, I closed out the thought. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but what I started to say is like, this has come full circle for me because I've learned a lot. I've had successes. I've had failures. Like, you know, all of that. And a lot of people who follow me on social know that. And I'm kind of in a rebuilding phase. And that's almost like uncomfortable to even admit because mm -hmm. you hit this identity point. You're like, Kirsten, she's successful. And I had a friend text the other day mm -hmm. who's like, oh, you always have so many things going on. I bet this is like so like beginner to you. And I'm like, no, I actually am just reading that book right now, eight years into this whole journey of online business. But anyway, all that to say, it's so beautiful and kind of cool to see the synchronicity of I'm starting again. I have a lot more knowledge and wisdom under my belt. You guys are starting again, something so yep. similar to what I first discovered. And I can't help but feel like it's such a, I know it's blessing many, many lives, but it feels so personal to me that I now get to have you and Justin, who I've always admired and I've learned from, just be this resource that I can go to, that I can kind of keep myself in alignment with and just to, again, have my cup filled because it's hard when you've you partake in so much knowledge and so much, uh, so many people's different perspectives and it can be really easy to get confused, to get kind of lost in all of it. Mm -hmm. And so to feel like you have this, this voice of reason, somebody you can trust, somebody that you know have a lot of the same like values and vision for what you're trying to create is just such a blessing to me. So I'm really thankful that you guys are doing the show, that you are stepping back into that space out of out of millionaire retirement <laughs> to help <laughs> more people because, you know, I'm ready to make my next several million dollars. I'm ready to do that. And, and with all of that background and new fresh perspective. So even what you said, even though it can help me help other women, it also helps me. It heals something mm -hmm. in me and helps me feel less like scared for success because I know at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose anything. Even if the journey is all I experience, I will make lots of money. You know, that's just mm -hmm. inevitable when you do the work, but doesn't have to be the goal. And it doesn't have to mean that the goal is bad if it's not all about making millions of dollars either. I hope that all made sense. That was a lot of thoughts yep. all jumbled into one. <laughs> and the truth is like, you will lose a lot, but it's yeah. stuff you want to lose. Like I've lost mm -hmm. so many parts of myself. I feel like I spent so many years building something. Like I'm going to create the Tara that's like good with Tara, you know, like Tara's so awesome. Everybody thinks she's awesome. <laughs> and that was like the mm -hmm. first journey of, you know, having a business is like, I was so motivated to make money because it was like, it was going to fix me like we were talking about. And now I feel like I hit that point and now I'm on the other end going, now I want to lose. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm just unraveling so much and I'm not in this like build terror. It's like unravel all this stuff that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And being an entrepreneur is so good in that space because it really does expose so many things. And so, yeah, yeah, on the road to making millions of dollars, you will lose things, but it's everything you want to lose. And sometimes it's a little bit of money, but mm. man, I, I want to lose the part of me that thinks money's going to solve my problems. I want to lose a part of me that thinks I'm better than anybody else. I want to lose a part of me that's judgmental mm -hmm. or 
you know, not honest with myself. And money is a good little tool for doing that. It exposes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, am I brave yeah. enough to say I want to make money? Am I going to actually try? Am I going to fail? Am I going to succeed? What am I going to do with the money when I get it? What am I going to be? Who, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an asset. It's a great one. I think people should go for it if they want to and let it trigger the heck out of you. Let it teach you. Let, let it set you free. <laughs> let it give you more options. Let it help you build confidence because you will build confidence because you'll build yourself because you have to be someone mm-hmm. who can build it, hold on to it, and do good with it. And yeah, so yeah. It's a pretty powerful tool. Yeah, I would say so. You are so wise. I know that we teased, we laughed about that. With like, <laughs> you have to be, what did you say? I don't even know if we are recording. If you want to finish it out with that. I was, telling, I was telling Kirsten, somebody once told me, they're like, oh, you're pretty wise. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, the only wisdom I have or the only reason why I'm wise is because I was first so stupid. <laughs> like, the only way to get wise is to first be really stupid in that area and then realize you're stupid and then think differently. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay. I now have some wisdom because I know what doesn't work. So yeah, I like, I like living that way. (laughs) Well, I'm really grateful for all the moments you felt stupid because now it blesses my life (laughs) as you've made some of those mistakes and can teach me and teach everybody else. (laughs) Well, I'm grateful for you because honestly, like if I'm being honest, I'm kind of jealous of how you function. Like you are such an entrepreneur. You are such a believer. Like, you'll just talk to anyone, do anything. And you come to my mind quite often where I'm like, man, Kirsten, she just goes. And she has this, like, fire and passion. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to work today. I don't want to do this today. (laughs) But I'm like, Kirsten, she's just out there going for it. And so you talk about us introducing you to this entrepreneur world. It's like telling someone, it's like telling someone who ever gave Michael Jordan at basketball, like, and he's like, thanks for introducing me me to basketball. And the person's like, sure, (laughs) I gave you a basketball. Like, you... You own that basketball. Like, that's where you live. That's your world. And so it's fun to watch your journey because you are just a passionate, energetic, but also like very introspective person who wants to learn and grow and expand outside themselves. But also where am I limited and where can I go? And it's pretty incredible. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you. And when you say that, I will say, Sometimes it's funny. I like feel like I get to know the spiritual side of me, the soul within me. And I'm like, oh, would you just calm down? Like, what were you like before this? Because you were coming right? into this life and you're like, all of it. I want to learn it all. And I want to have all totally. the adventures and all the experiences. And I'm like, just like take a nap, you know, subconscious self, spiritual self, just like take a break. Yeah, take a break. It's a lot to keep up with. Totally. <laughs> take a breather. Exactly. Well, I love you so much. And I'm excited that we get to keep talking over on your show. So you guys tune in to Millionaire University on podcasts. You can find them in all the podcasting apps and follow because hopefully they'll be posting more on social. You guys are hiring more content creators and writers and everything. So hopefully that'll, you know, go up even more so we can follow along and learn. There's so much good free education on there and just good, inspiring Mm -hmm. content, Tara. As you can tell just from this interview, you're going to get so many good episodes from her and Justin. So thanks for coming on again and being like, you know, all-star guest. It's the, Heck yeah. it's the best when you come on here. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed another episode of Millionaire University. If this podcast has helped you, feel free to share it with your friends and anyone out there who's ready to take that entrepreneurial journey. And feel free to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, X, and Threads. Man, that was a mouthful. And we will see you next time.